Good afternoon, good afternoon, all you wonderful people. Oh my gosh, it's been a wonderful day slash weekend slash everything, to be honest. Um, just coming to you guys today for a new episode. Um, it's been really beautiful here in Washington State, breathing in fresh air, you know, not having to worry about anything too much. It's been sunny and beautiful, and I don't know about you guys, but when there is sunshine daily, which is not very common in majority of the time in Washington State, it makes me freaking happy. (laughs) I am coming to you from my living room at the moment. I was going to record this outside, but it's quite hot today, so I would have had to have my, like, car windows down. And sometimes, like, when I'm recording, I, you know, like, either people will, like, I mean, I don't mind them smiling, greeting, but some of them will be like, oh, you know, like, you know, like, wondering what I'm talking about or looking at me weird and stuff, and I don't feel like having that happen, or some people think I'm talking to them. So, um, yeah, I was like, let's just save that time, because I am going to be talking about sex, because we all know what episode this is today. It is the Cancer Man Sex and Relationship 2.0. Coming to you with the nitty gritty, the freaking details of the details of the details compared to last time. If you hear my cat, she is playing right now. So, like, she's doing her thing. She's loving life. It's all good. Anyway, so I just wanted to remind you guys, well, not remind, tell you guys, because I kind of want to do like a like crystal of the day slash week or whatever, because I change out my crystals whenever my intuition tells me or feels that it needs some kind of energy that either it is lacking or something to enhance what I am trying to either manifest or trying to get the energy of today, like either focus or a clear mind, confidence, whatever, right? So this time... I am wearing sodalite, and sodalite is known as the stone of logic. Um, it's a very, uh, how can I explain it? Because truly, you know, there's crystals that I've worn that, you know, I feel some of the energy, and then there's some that are just very potent. I think that just really works with me. And sodalite <laughs> is one of them. Like, you guys, it's supposed to clear the mind. It's, um, it helps you kind of basically look at things like in a deeper way um, with your intuition too, because uh, I believe it's for your third eye and your throat chakra. Um, but it basically um, helps you really dig deep and see what's what's wrong, what's going on. It really calms down the inner chatter because I don't know about you guys, but you guys know if you're new here, hey love you, you know, you're welcome, you're always loved and honored and respected here in this little Libra family, (laughs) um, I don't know if I should call you guys Libra family or our charming family, because not everyone's a Libra, so maybe the charming family, because we're all charming, you know, we're all sexy and magnetic, you know, bitches, so why not wear it, so anyways, the charming family, welcome, 
Um, I always mention how my mind goes a million miles an hour and I know the people who's been with me is like, bitch, we know this already. Okay. But you know, I, I just happen to bring it up, but yeah, it, it helps with that inner chatter of what I got to do. It's just like, I feel so calm and peaceful and Zen and like, like when I planned out my day to day, I wasn't like distracted. I felt like really collected and in order and like, you know, this is what I need to do. Okay, this is done. Check. This is done. Check and everything else. And I was like, wow, you know, I feel like I'm really focused today. I feel really, I don't know, fluid, even like in my words, I feel, I just feel good. I just feel peaceful. And I know that sodalite, um, I know it can go as a, um, I've heard that it was like a windstone, and I've also heard it's a water stone. So I know in feng shui, it's it goes in the water section of the house, the water element house. So um, it's great for um, Gemini's. So that's why I was mentioning before, if you're a Gemini, and I have a third house stellium, so I think that's why I have like that kind of like Gemini-ish, you know, type of inner chatter. I also have a Gemini north node. So, um, yeah, so it really works well with me, but it also does good with Pisces as well. Um, Sagittarius really well with, because, you know, you guys are very logical and you guys are naturally happy and the stone really kind of gives you like that happy, calming feeling, you know, like that you're doing the right thing. You're on the right path and, you know, it's just, it's really nice. So I highly suggest if you need some calm, it's great with also anxiety. If you have anxiety, PTSD, depression and everything, of course, I'm not saying, yeah, get a soda light and stop your medications. Please don't, please don't take it that way. I'm saying it will help enhance, you know, that effect of feeling calm and, you know, chilling out that you know, anxiety and panic attack, which you guys know I suffer with, and it really is working. And I also uh, have a chakra bracelet that I am wearing. I highly recommend too. This one is actually, the bracelet is made out of uh, howlite, which is also a calming crystal uh, for anxiety and everything. And then I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven stones that represent all the chakras of the body. It's a clear quartz, um, an amethyst, sodalite, urina vigerine, citrine, uh, carnelian, and red jasper. And I'm telling you guys, like, a lot of these are like manifesting type crystals too. So it really makes me feel balanced. Ha <laughs> ha, Libra balance. Ha, <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, it really makes me feel balanced and then grounded and like everything is just flowing good. And then I got two soda lights pretty much. So it's pretty nice. Um, it just really makes my overall energy feel well. I went to, um, I worked out today, of course, in the forest. It felt amazing. I mean, Nothing is better than just being in nature, you guys. Like, truly, truly, I highly recommend to get yourself in whatever makes you happy. If it's nature, because I also started out at water, like, because I've been just loving the water element. Um, I had mentioned that I went to the ocean with a group of friends and family for the 4th of July. And at that time, I was wearing um, aquamarine because I just felt really connected to the 
water element around that time. Plus I was surrounded by it, really surrounded by all elements, but especially the water element. And it really helped reset my mind and my body. And I just felt like I was ready to jump back in, you know, like the week, which I did. And I'm telling you, I'm manifesting some great things right now. I'm so excited. Um, but yeah, so that was my basically crystal, uh, recommendation of the week, of course. Um, so if you guys would like to get it, please do. I actually have a few that I could put on sale. Um, I'm still working on my crystal stuff. You guys, it's a lot of work. Um, and it's definitely a lot of money, which that's why I'm manifesting money left and right so that I can put into this business and everything else that's going to help me flourish in it. But I mean, maybe I should put up like, I have like four, I think they're little tumbled stones. So, and they fit perfect uh, for if you want to carry it around, because I don't know about you guys, but big, you know, crystals and medium and palm sized crystals are nice, like for your home and everything, because that's what I usually buy those for the home. But I don't know about you guys. I don't like to carry gigantic crystals around. Um, so I like to get little uh, like pieces of either tumbled or raw stones. Or like I said, I love to wear mine in jewelry. Um, so I usually like to wear a bracelet or um, and a pendant of whatever I feel like the energy I need the most. Um, I do actually carry a centering in my wallet. Because if you guys don't know, citrine is, you know, about abundance and wealth. And usually if you carry some in your wallet, it will increase, you know, like your, you know, it'll bring that energy of like cash constantly like coming into your wallet pretty much. And that's what a girl is trying to do. So, yeah. So I don't know if you guys would want me to. Um, I have the Charming Libra, Libra IG up. No one's really saying anything. So that's why it's like, I don't know, like if I should just put the link in the show notes or, or what, like I can put it up on my, um, Etsy store. Cause I have the store ready. I just don't have any product in it yet. So I can do that. I also have, I still have that Moldavite pendant too on sale. So, um, yeah, I'll link that as well. If you guys want to go and I'll, I'll try to link it in the show notes. Um, if not this one, probably, um, definitely next time because I do have to like take pictures and set it up and everything so that you guys can purchase and then we will go from there. Anyways, let's go ahead and jump into this wonderful cancer season. I hope everyone had a wonderful new moon uh, in cancer and really harness that harness. Why do I keep saying that harness that energy? Because I don't know about you guys that like, <laughs> Like, literally, like, I took, like, a nap and shit, and I was, like, very, like, rested and lazy. I had already did my ritual. I bought these amazing new oracle cards, by the way. Oh, my God, because I've just been feeling really connected to um, angels and stuff lately. And, you know, I've been really wanting to know, like, what, who, like, who are my guides? Like, is it angels? I know it can be, like, multiple things because I've mentioned I don't know if I mentioned up here that I did a how to meet your guides or something meditation and then I saw a beautiful pale Nordic bright blue-eyed bright blonde-haired woman that came to sit makes it says you know you're going to sit you're going to coffee and then someone comes to sit in front of you and then 
you know, they don't tell you how they look. It'll be like this person uh, is it, you know, is it a man or a woman? And as it happened, I just saw like it was weird. I saw like a shadowed face at first, and then once she sat down, I saw that it was a woman, and her name was Christian. And then I got confirmation pretty much that she is a Pleiadian. I don't know if you guys heard about that, but they're like aliens from another star galaxy, I believe, from the like Pleiades, I think, galaxy. And yeah, it was just nuts. It was crazy. And I was like, wow. And her name was Christian. Um, So it was very interesting. And then I was just like, like, you know, I was like, I want to meet more. And I know I'm probably getting like too woo probably. (laughs) But I assume if you guys are like into astrology or crystals or anything, you're you're most likely familiar with this kind of stuff. And so I was like, well, you know, I wonder if I like, you know, have guardian angels because, you know, I know we all do. And I feel um very connected because you guys know I am raised Christian and I feel very connected to that. So I wanted to connect to the angels and I found this last um oracle card set that was called angel prayers or something like that by ken i'll have to go grab it it's not by me but i'll definitely let you guys know next time but oh my gosh like the readings that i've had from it um it pretty much like it says it's usually rare for you to pull like three archangels or more like basically more than one archangel usually if you pull archangel it means you're blessed And in my first reading, I pulled three of them, guys, like three. I know one of them was Archangel Michael. And oh my gosh, I'd have to look at my journal for the other two. But it it was like, basically, it it says like the names, like I think it was like Peace and Harmony was one one of the Archangels, what he was bringing. And then the other one was, um, gosh, I can't remember what it was. But I know that and then Archangel Michael is Protection. So it was just basically letting me know everything that I have just been feeling around me lately. And it was like really heartwarming to the point where I was like almost in tears. But I love this deck. It just really resonates with me. I think out of any deck that I've used, um, it's definitely the top. And then I would definitely say my second is um, um, the uh, Shine Your Light or something like that and um, Heavenly Bodies. And that's usually what I use for um, this podcast is the Heavenly Bodies because it's astrology based and it helps me learn, you know, like the basic astrology along with the course that I'm in. So, yeah, I highly recommend that deck. Um, It's called Angel Prayers by Kin and you know, I'll have to definitely I'll I'll put it in the show notes or something if you guys want to see it. because it's just so unprofessional for me to just be like, oh, get this thing, but I'm not, I don't know the whole, you know. Actually, you know what, you guys, I can sit here and I can flip in, look it up (laughs) on my phone. I don't know why I always do that. Let's see. Angel prayers. Um... Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I said Ken. Oops. It's by it's Angel Prayers Oracle Cards by Kyle Gray. There you go. With the G-R-A-Y, not G-R-E-Y for Gray. But yeah, so if you're interested and you resonate with angels and stuff, so yes, go ahead and get it. But again, you know, so I don't keep going off 
the subject, let's go ahead and jump into this wonderful A Cancer Man. You know, I'm excited about this one. I don't think I read The Cancer Man last time. I know it was definitely The Cancer Woman. Um, and I didn't read all of it um, because, like I said, I had recorded this. And at the time, this was like when I first started this podcast, I didn't know how to make episodes longer. So um, I was <laughs> reading and talking away and I the fucking time ran out. And then I was just like, what the hell? Like, it took me two hours already doing that. And I was like, eh you know, I can't, you know, I just have to do a shorter version, and then I, you know, was unsure what to really do with this podcast then, so that's why I'm doing it now, so that you guys get the fair share, like the rest of the Zodiac did, and then after this, you guys, after the uh, the Cancer Woman, as I mentioned, that's gonna be it for the sex part, and I am looking, I have so many books um, that I'm still looking to do um, for, I do have a relationship one that I am going to do um, but I want to find another sex one, and I know I have one, I just cannot freaking find it, um, so I'm gonna have to look in some storage that I had, and continuously unpack, because you guys don't understand, I have a fucking library in this house, and woo, it's a lot of work, anyways, ooh, so basically, the cancer man, ooh, is known as the player, OMG, um, if I'm going to give you like a celebrity slash reality star who is a cancer man who has, who had or whatever this type of, you know, title, I don't know if you guys have seen Vanderpump Rules, but Jax Taylor is a cancer and that man was picking him up and putting him down. And what I mean by that, he was just his dick has probably been everywhere. Um, (laughs) and you would think that, um, I don't know, as water signs for some reason, because you guys are so emotional and, you know, you really fall for the person you're with. I always, for some reason, could not see you guys as being cheaters. But then once I really started to, to dive into, um, astrology, I realized you guys are actually the most you guys, you're not the most cheater, but you're really good at it, I would say, like, people always, like, give air signs that, but I feel like, no, like, air signs, we cheat in a more, like, where it's not really on an emotional level, I guess you could say, like, it's more just because someone, I don't know, someone looks good, or someone's funner than the other person, you know, something like that, it's not really that deep, but fucking when water signs do it, you guys just cheat with your emotions and your physical body. You know, I guess you can say air signs were like mental cheaters and with the physical body. But I feel like emotional, like really like it really gets to the soul. It hurts way more to me. But y'all are really good at it because you're good at being emotionally manipulative. So anyways, um. And you guys are, the cancer man is known as the sign of sexual potential, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, oh, yeah. Okay, what are you doing? She's putting her nose on my feet. Okay, anyways, let's go ahead and jump in. So, cancer man is the Zodiac's Prince Charming, a self-professed perfect gentleman, clean cut, 
polite, coyly composed, and thus seemingly tailor-made to the specifications of a traditional of a traditional minded woman. See y'all already starting off fucking good as hell, so <laughs> Prince Charming man, that means you can probably get whatever you fucking want, to be honest. Anyways, he appears caring and sensitive, nice and funny, the very picture of respect, moral soundness, and earnest ambition. The consummate marrying kind who feels inbred need to nest, nurture, and be nurtured. Cancer's prime motivation is to be recognized as that proverbial good provider. Notoriously artistic, he gravitates toward careers in which his sensorial spirit might flourish. Still, he expects to be handsomely remunerated for his endeavors. Art and commerce are inextricably linked in the Cancerian male mind. Even when working within a corporate structure, he generally performs in special solo capacities, channeling his signature creative imagination. He is, in any case, a hopeless romantic forever lost in daydreams that feature him in heroic roles, a veritable Walter Mitty with not just one secret fantasy life, but typically a slew of them. Dang. To women, he portrays himself as a stable, safe bet who will lavish a mate with attention and seek to satisfy her every whim. He prides himself on being the model boyfriend, husband, or lover, and no guy is more family man than he. For cancer, sex is an act of worship, hmm, whereby he gives himself utterly to a woman, investing his every emotion. In same-sex bonds, he retains his straight arrow public air playing the part of a prized but companionable lover who won't be defined by his sexual orientation. In private, however, no male is more compliant and eager to be immersed in the depths of erotic experience. Oh, you guys, this just speaks to my fucking Pisces moon. My husband is a cancer moon, so... (laughs) If you didn't know, I know you guys know. We're all family here. If you're new, now you know. But anyways, I'm going to read the, um, let's see, the um, archetype, because they always will mention, like, you know, Greek mythology or Roman mythology type gods and goddesses and stuff for these certain signs. So the archetype and myth for Cancer is, it says, Cancer personifies the consort god who's, who often wed his mother. Ew, gross. Do, do Kaleon? I hope I'm saying that right. Deucalion is the Greek Noah who was guided by Themis, an oracular mother goddess whose name means waters. The yearly flooding of the Nile was said to presage the coming of Osiris, whose bride mother Isis swallowed him as Jonah was gulped down by the whale, giving birth in him anew. Heracles is put through the ringer by mother Hera via a series of labors, including the slaying of the zodiacal crab, a symbol of the end of one aeon and the beginning of another. Heracles means beloved of Hera, and he marries her in her virgin form. It's either Habe or Hebe. So I'm going to say Habe because most likely it's going to be Silenese. (laughs) So, uh, well, that wasn't sexy, but I get it. I get it. I get why they say that. So let's go ahead 
and jump into the sex and sexuality. So, of course, I'm still going to continue to use this book. Um, I guess it's just the sex and sexuality part will be, be gone. But I'll probably do either body and soul next because I don't want to read the whole thing or sign and mind. So, um... We'll see. We'll see which one will work better for like the relationship aspect um, of it. Um, Okay, so let's begin. The significance of Cancer's being both metaphoric lover and son to a female is that she is an all-encompassing figure of constancy, consistency in his life, in whom and from whom all life energy is own included flows. He, as consort, is there to protect and respect the awesome power that she, a living, breathing expression of the feminine principle, undeniably represents. The ancient matriarchal dynamic whereby the female takes the spouse merely to further her familial line is the one in which our crab seeks to exist. In this search for a strong woman, he will consider it a bonus to enter into a family distinguished by his brand of matrional power. Not only is he being adopted by a mate, but often by her entire clan as well, which much to his delight is typically lousy with ballsy ladies. There is an added perk to mating with a woman with an omnipresent familial influence. Just as he wishes to appear the ideal husband, he also wants to be sure that his wife or lover will su- sufficiently occupied emotionally so that she won't hijack his time and energy with any coin needs of her own with a distracting brood of her blood relations. He'll be that much he'll be that much more off the hook. Lest we forget, he's the one with needs, so his mate really shouldn't have any. In return for sacrificing himself to his partners and ultimately his family's provision, he will expect to have his other day-to-day affairs catered to never having to cook a meal or wash a dish or plan an evening or probably even pay a bill. So (laughs) we see what that says pretty much that basically cancers need, they need a lot pretty much. Um, They need emotional, they need you to be emotional to them. They need you to take care of them. Um, it's almost kind of like a 1950s kind of way, in my opinion, where it seems like the partner, hopefully they are someone who doesn't need much that they can like, of course, every person needs love and attention and affection from someone, but some require more than others. And obviously the cancer man requires the most out of any of these people. Um, so if you cannot do that for um, a, a cancer man, they're probably going to like not, you know, they're going to probably seek it elsewhere pretty much. Um, and that makes sense because they definitely, the biggest one, they definitely have to feel affection and emotion from you. You cannot be fucking, you, you cannot be detached when dealing with this sign. I, I, I warn you, you just cannot. And um, I hope that you are able to basically kind of take, like, carry the both of you. And I'm sure I feel like when the cancer is receiving those needs from you, then he will show it in return. Probably not as much, 
you know, but he will eventually show it in return. But let's let's continue. He wants a life where he can just show up and nonetheless do what he's told. Mm. This makes sense. So if you guys haven't seen Vanderpump Rules, this makes a lot of sense because um, Stassi, who Jax Taylor used to date, Stassi Stroder, or Scroder or Stroder, I think that's, I hope I'm pronouncing it right. She was, um, in season one, they were dating. And do you notice, she's also a Cancer, but do you notice that she was very bossy toward him, like told him what to do, and he seemed to thrive on that shit. And he, she, I, I always kind of felt like she was like the one who got away when it came to him because she didn't take a shit. She told him about himself and she told him what to do. And even though it got, it like annoyed him sometimes, it seems like he, he needed that. Like he loved that. When it came to the other women, they didn't really do that. And, um, he seemed to not really thrive with those women. I mean, he married Brittany, but I know like when, I mean, I, I don't know. I felt like she was more of a person who catered to him even when he was doing bad things, like kind of an enabler. Um, So that's why I felt like he wasn't really, like he was attracted to her, but it's like he didn't really have respect for her like he did Stassi. Like even if you watch an episode where Stassi, I think think it's like when Katie and uh, Schwartz get married, where they're in like Louisiana or something like that, or New Orleans, and then Saucy's kind of crying, and she just wanted like Jax to just say he was sorry, something. He just pours his fucking heart out, crying, like regretting that he hurt her and all that stuff, and he never did that for Brittany. And Brittany kind of got pissed, which I don't blame her because it's kind of like, wow, like you did, you know, horrible things to me, but it's like you can pour your heart out for this person, but can't do that for me, and. You know, it was kind of messed up, but it's like Saucy, I guess, needed that closure or whatever. But um, he just seemed to just like always really thrive off her and always still had like feelings for Saucy because she just, like I said, she didn't take a shit. And from what this says, it looks like, you know, I see why uh, she was able to really have an effect on on him. Because... That's what I guess Cancer Man likes. Anyways, like Moses in the basket, he's happy to just kick back and go with the flow. His determined mate is manifesting, not having to expend energy on studying any agendas. They will be set for him. Like a crab, Cancer Man moves with his current read present moment, and in so doing, he may thus preserve his strength for personal professional pursuits in which nobody, not even his iconic partner, can share. Cancer Man is a, is a notoriously clever, inspired type who generally seeks the greatest financial reward to be reaped for his, his talents. To him, the term starving artist is oxymoronic. Action via impression, impressionability is yet another symptom of his being the Zodiac's soul carnal water mill, symbolically combining the respective qualities of initiative and creative sensitivity. He has an amazing knack for tapping into the emotional climate of a culture sympathetically uh, speaking to, if not stirring up common shared feelings. He executes his best via art forms that allow him to express the sentiments others experience, often doing so through witty social 
commentary or other outlets where humor or pathos may be employed as a curative means purging people of more fearful or pessimistic passions. He is is irony personified, like a walking, talking New Yorker cartoon. He can sum up a situation from a sidelong angle, always siddling up to a punchline, never hitting one over the head with it. It's a crab way to make a sneak attack, but really grab you. Okay. Meanwhile, he feels that accomplishment in such lifelong pursuits is predicted on his being able to live life as much as possible from the strictly right brand perspective, while his female partner becomes a substitute for his left side. If he is out in the world turning a buck, he won't want to deal with the nuts and bolts of quotidian living. In some rare instances, if his partner is the primary breadwinner, he might become the literal husband, original meaning housebound, tending to the domestic environment and undertaking the leading role in rearing the children. It is typically impossible for cancer and thus his partner to mix it up and do a bit of both. His mate is an essential part of his of of himself, the yin that usually allows him to yang out and pursue his singular sweeping dreams. To focus fully on his typically artistic ambitions, Cancer often sacrifices responsibility for himself on on other levels. Ironically, he must give himself over completely to a significant other, other in order to succeed in his solo endeavors. With a constant rush of inspiration flooding Cancer's consciousness, there is simply no space for other, more practical concerns. Indeed, there is an element of his entering into a master class when he starts a serious relationship. His woman becomes the mentor shaping his character, providing the appropriate, all-important, healthy, and motivating environment in which he can grow and achieve his goals. So long, that is, as he puts himself completely into her capable hands and cancer's relationship, it would seem that his lover is the boss on so many levels that he is nothing more than her willing slave. Nothing that often raises the ear of his male friends. Of course, an inversion is inherent in all master-servant relationships, and this is certainly the crux of the cancer's, cancer man's love bonds. Like the cur- curiously named crabs, those pesky parasitic lice, the cancerian male also figurat- figuratively feeds on his female host. Typically, the woman remains unaware of this. At least the itchy critters let you know you've got... You've got them. But Cancer Man is sneakier still. Just like the ocean crab that, that obliquely approaches its prey undetected before bearing down with those vice-like claws, the Cancer Man sneaks up on a woman, insinuating himself and his unconscious attentions. So cool and detached is his demeanor that when he suddenly finds himself captivated, she's already unable to imagine life without him. Interesting. It's the same with his libidinous needs. One wouldn't accept such acute lust literally experienced as an insistent surging in his loins. Loins. Loins, whatever. (laughs) From this seemingly reserved boy next door. Sustaining his placid veneer, cloaking his painting need to pounce, he thus bides his time, feigning to want something more than a platonic 
interaction. Pretending to be nonchalant, he not only disarms a would-be lover, but his plants, but but also plants the seeds of desire for him and her psyche. It's a strategy that works. He draws her in, then gradually lowers the boom, like that crustacean you accidentally ha- happen upon. Our tenacious crab won't let go once he gets his pincers in. It's amazing how cancer men seem to be very calculated. That. <laughs> Like, that's just amazing to me. Still, when it comes to sex, females are never mere physical objects to be plowed for pleasure. Plowed. They are venerated sources of life from whence he sometimes all too gracefully receives his inspiration and to whom he must offer himself as a desirable partner in reproduction. In fact, I'm sorry, one second. There we go. Sorry, I had to make sure all my stuff was good um anyways let's see um where was i oh it says in fact it's all but impossible for the cancer guy to approach sex without entertaining the basic procreative function of the act thus he tries to appear the very embodiment embodiment of gourmet seed like a cream de la cream sperm bank donor, Cancer Man wants his profile of personal qualities to appear most intriguing to a woman. So, consciously or not, he grooms himself for female scrutiny, offering all the re- requisite attributes he intuits one might seek all the while seeming to assert no overtly masculine agenda of his own. In a nutshell, he plays Prince Charming, careful not to come across too kingly and thus tamper with the arc archetypal matriarch he seeks as a mate. Most of all, Cancer Man makes a woman feel secure. After all, he is the living embodiment of the archetypal sacrificial hero, presenting himself as someone who will remain eternally by her side, if not be at her beck and call. Thus, he acts the antithesis of some wild man or flaky freak. Rather, he becomes a rapt audience to a woman who will in turn find herself talking up a storm typically revealing far more about herself than the otherwise would otherwise would without consciously knowing why a woman instinctively invests herself emotionally in the cancer man but if she were to look more carefully she might notice that he's only really half listening playing at being intent simply because he knows that's what a woman wants cancer man sends a message He's sensitive, different from other guys, but unfortunately, it might become painfully clear over time that he's actually contemplating what car he's going to buy next, or how the waitress might look at look in a tight, fuzzy sweater, or how he might look driving the waitress away from the drudgery of her life, rescuing her and her sweater in his new car. So... You see how that kind of can come off as a bit of a manipulation to me. Um, Again, like I said, uh, the perfect cancer man to me to watch is Jax Taylor because he's really all this kind of stuff where he can make women believe that they're like the top, you know, the top priority of his life, but truly they aren't, you know, and... It's it's just a big it's it's just uh, how can I say this I'm so tongue tied it's just it makes you really see cancer men for something different you know what I mean and even cancer women like that that show like I said is full of cancers 
almost everyone, I think, except for, like, in the main group, at least, except for, especially if you watch it early on, is Schwartz and Katie is um an earth and air sign and Kristen I know I don't I don't know how I don't know like I know she has an Aquarius tattoo but she was born on March 19th which is Pisces so I don't know I don't know if anyone online has her exact time of birth because to me she seems way more Piscean than than Aquarius but anyway so still, he's a skilled actor on the stage of life, and he usually gets away with it, especially with the self-absorbed women he often attracts. With just a suit kind of effort, Cancer is most often able to make a woman feel she is endlessly interesting, which works like a charm in paving the way for relationship to progress. Quick to the next level, he will have achieved in short order what most men struggle to effect. Not only the speedy putting out of pussy, but the impression that it was primarily the woman's idea to offer it up practically on a silver platter. Ooh, that's very manipulative. So it might then come on, come as a bit of a surprise that the sexual experience is really so much about him. Ooh, cancer men, my goodness. My goodness, you guys. Ooh. You guys know what you're doing. I think it's that cardinal energy, you know what I mean? Because cancer is a cardinal modality. So um, they can easily, you know, like cardinals always have that idea, you know, of doing stuff. So maybe, you know, like that creative way of, oh, this is what I should do. Duh, 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 you know what I mean? So that has probably a lot to do with it. Anyways, cancer isn't pushy in bed. Rather, he is notoriously cloying, asserting an, in- an intensely emotional agenda. Sex with him is in a world loaded. He may seem so damn grateful and audibly so that a woman starts to wonder whether he might not have engineered the whole shebang after all. Sex with a typical cancer man is often even accompanied by a running apology. Oh, that feels good. Sorry about this. I really like that. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> that's so funny seems he has a hard time understanding that it's not necessarily being done to her that she might too be enjoying herself polite politeness has its place but someone might need to tell the all too courteous uh crab guy that you can't play sex like a game of mother may i but taking the reins is simply not his forte once one instance where being programmed for deference can be somewhat a detriment Eventually, Cancer may have to trade in his grateful little boy routine for the more flattering role of Big Daddy, a self-vision that always preoccupies his imaginary life anyway. To realize these real men, real man reveries, is no easy task for the Zodiac's Pinocchio. He is plagued by insecurity such that even if he achieves the unapologetic sexism of a Hemingway, he will still defer to women as the aptly named Papa did. Even the pompous pugliest of Cancerian immortalized is his own malehood of wounded, castrated like Percival and Osiris. His thinly veiled autobiographical, autobiographical figure, Jake Barnes, and the sun also rises embodies these it's the philic gods in the characterization of a lost generation's sacrificial 
male emasculated via his affection for the iconic Lady Brett Ashley. Cancer has an easier time with the Lady Bretts of the world who would necessarily seek to be on top. Like Hercules, it is Cancer's birthright to be taken to task, and he must perform the sacrificial purpose of following the female's decree. Even in bed, the dubious expectation is he's there to satisfy woman's lust, not his manly own. Harian, the internal 21-year-old Cancer, is cast in the recurring role he was born to play, the graduate. Graduation, literally developing gradually, is the planetary energy associated with his ruler as the waxy moon glyph suggests having an eternal mother lover metaphorically akin to mrs robinson to go home to provides go home to provides him the perfect sexual and emotional environment for the development of his character the onus is on him to do nothing except carry out matriarchal mandates mrs robinson is just hera with the skunk stripe and as it's for the story's hero, Benjamin Cancer's reward for being put through hell by his domineering mommy dearest is that he eventually gets a graduate and marry her daughter. Um, or graduate. Uh, I don't know what's wrong with my vocabulary today. Or younger aspect, as Heracles married he- Habe or Hebe, I'm going to say Habe, Hera in her virgin form. Such is the Alara. Al- Oh my god, allegorical sexual journey. Every cancer man must take gradually, letting his lady love transform him into a wholly complete man who will eventually become, if not her lord and master, then at least self possessed enough not to be emasculated by her. In some cases, cancer misses the transition, forever becoming blindly bonded with a castrating woman. Sometimes he will purposefully have learned on a mommy mentor with the intention of building enough confidence to double back and pick up that sweater girl other times when he does make the psychological and emotional shift the relationship doesn't survive cancer's metamorphosis the ballsy mate refusing to allow the cancer to develop his own set of cojones in that case the eternal bridegroom is either left fondling his bachelor's degree washed back into the shore of single life or now consciously in the market for a more equal partner someone with whom to navigate life's ebbs and flows like pyra to his duke leon two peas floating along in a pod meanwhile whatever the arrangement his relationship takes the crab will always be sexually aroused by his assertion of female power cancer is typically a much better lover anyway when he isn't tasked as a prime mover pressure to perform makes him nervous and he risks ap- he risks either losing his erection or shooting the moon too soon. <laughs> um, so this seems like it's saying that cancer needs a woman who's going to kind of take the reins, like, um, as far as in sex, because, you know, he, he'll be nervous or, you know, uh, come too soon. So, yeah, I can understand that. However, in a more passive role, the proverbial male enig or in Jean Yu is is quite a different story. In this instance he may be the most sexually tireless man on the astrological block, capable of not only recurring orgasms but multiple ones as well. Wow. And with the strain off to the some sexual he man, he is able to fully embrace his sensitivity as sexual excitement often sees him tapping into some fairly sappy emotional outpourings. Of any man he is the premier softy, loving to kiss, hug, spoon, and moon. I love that. He needs 
he needs that showering of cuddly mother love as much as, if not more than, getting his rocks off. On that score, nothing imparts more of a pure erotic thrill than letting an energetic top woman have her way with him. Boobs bouncing as she barks imperative, imperatives and instructions. So I wonder, obviously, that sounds like cancer men are breast guys. I wonder that. And I would like to know if you are a cancer man, are you a boob man? You know, because I feel like since you guys rule the chest area that you would be. So I would love to know that. I would love to know that. In fact, very little in Cancer Man's vision of worthwhile sex doesn't include breasts in one way or another. Oh, okay. That just got answered my question, but I guess. He is the Zodiac's preeminent titty fucker. <laughs> and most of his sexual fantasies involve big bosom babes in the proverbial pole position. Mm, okay. The crab guy relishes being smothered by a female and his masturbatory visions feature, feature ladies who who loom large in charge, but that's just the beginning. Whereas many men choose to remain in the dark about more intimate female functions, the, the Cancerian embraces all of a woman's more scatological workings. He is nothing but squeamish when faced with a partner's outpourings, a proclivity that may easily extend to the, de- the PP department urine falling under Cancerian rule. As well as he's way up for anal sex, so if his mate flashes a red flag, he's fine with foregoing it. Of course he loves being blown, what man doesn't? But for him, the act imparts a particularly soothing and secure pacifying sensation. He can be fairly kinky in his makeup, especially where his love for a dominant woman drives him to the extreme, savoring the role of a submissive or even an outright slave to a diehard dominatrix. For the most part, however, the crab rarely acts on his more intricate fantasies. He will certainly be reluctant to broach the subject on the home front, where he neither wishes to ask shaking the emotional foundation of his permanent relationship, nor tamper with a pristine carnal bond that is proactively driven at its core. It makes sense that his mythic savior consort archetype owes his reason Dietre to his ability to properly impregnate his goddess mentor. It's the same for cancer. He seems designed to propogonate, parent, provide, and protect. And compared with most, or dare we say, all men, he can't seem to divorce the natural function of sex from the simple pleasure of it. Sex is on some unconscious unconscious level, duty first and desire second. Perhaps for that very reason, many... A Kassarian marries early, having had few prior sexual partners, a fact that only further fuels both his fantasies and his function frustration. Though he considers sex sanctified, his hum- his homebody isn't above extracurricular activity. Ironically, the more secure he feels with the strong, roost-ruling woman, the more likely he is to fulfill his secret yearnings elsewhere. Sooner or later, he seems he needs to live out his fantasy fuck with the fu- with the fuzzy sweater. It's not inconceivable that Cancer Man will find a girl, even pay for one, to perform a sort of sexual schoolgirl routine for his pleasure. Or as or at the opposite end of the spectrum, this may be where he indulges his submission desires, seeking to be disciplined, as any dirty-minded schoolboy deserves to be. Either way, his fantasies always around the, the balance of power between him 
himself and a woman. And all too often, these are imaginings he never dream of attempting with his mother lover. He is a Zodiac's purified male, remember, and he simply can't bring his dirtier, midi-ish daydreams to light. It's not just a matter of fearing rebuke on the home front. Rather, he himself needs to live in unsullied reality. He typically won't be happy knowing he and his lady wife actually get up to those acts that pollute his private imagination. That's not whom he wants to be. So it isn't a matter of convincing cancer to build a bridge connecting his more perverted visions with his somewhat puritanical albeit fetish, fetishistically passive carnal behavior. That will rarely, if ever, happen. What the cancer must come to grips with instead is that he will always have more savage notions. Whether or not he acts upon him, them is a different story that have nothing whatsoever to do with his actual love life and domestic existence. So I'm going to go ahead and read the uh, straight turn-ons. Um, sorry if I sound a little stuffy because I have actually stopped recording and this is like almost like a week later from when I began this episode and I'm not sick, but I've been, I have this really bad sneezing fit that now my nose is kind of, um, stuffy. Like it's more like allergy issues. Uh, anyways, so straight turn-ons, strong women, Nordic, Germanic types, tall women, big breasts, implants, kissing, licking, sucking, active oral, passive active discipline, titty fucking, waitress, flight attendants, active anal sex, submission fantasies, strippers, porn stars, pregnancy, oh, okay, lactation schoolgirls, shaved wax genitals, passive bondage, leather biker chicks, passive golden showers, ew, cuddling, spooning, home porn, hotel rooms, crops, whips, nymphomaniacs and dominatrixes i am not down with the whole bodily fluid shit like okay like coming is fine but i'm i will never allow a man to vomit piss or shit on me because it's a turn on for them i'm sorry find someone who's into that shit because that's gross anyway In any case, Cancer will typically immerse himself in that household reality, focusing on his primal need to be the pristine husband. The undulterated consort regularly coddling, cooing, and receiving or and conceiving with his women, just as he is almost pathologically intrigued by those de rigor female bodily functions. If any man would think nothing of having sex with his woman when, for instance, she's not quite finished with her period, it is our crusty crustacean. His Greek Deucalion archetype was married to Pyra, whose name means lifeblood. So you do the math. Likewise, so hey, ladies, if you are into having sex on your period or, you know, like stuff like that, get you a cancer man. <laughs> Likewise, he is all over his mate when she's pregnant, whereas this often drives a wedge into other couples' sex lives. For our ithyphallic hero, however, the swelling of a woman's belly like the waxing of his ruler moon awakens a deep desire. Indeed, his mate might have to kick cancer off in the middle of the night more than usual, as it is the crab has the instinct, the, the distinct sexual habit of sneaking in when his woman's least expects it, his favorite windows of opportunity. Being those fluid states, such as falling asleep, or upon waking one would be hard pressed to find a long-term partner of the cancer man who hasn't 
actually awoken to his slowly shagging her, the actual experience being subtly woven into her dreamscape. That's how talented he is, insinuating himself in his very literal sense. And such fetishizing of his little mama won't end there. Once she's given birth, his woman's milk might also become a fixation to this point where the baby could have some stiff, fairly competition. And a sense cancer's more fantastical sexual contemplation will naturally be subjugated by his equally ardent eroticizing of his relationship with the mother of his children. And since cancer tends to have a, a lot of kids, there are typically plenty of years that go by where cancer is lost in the near aesthetic throes of parenthood. Aroused by all the per, per, permutations his partner will, will undergo. Their bedroom will often be a damp heap of bodies, baby things and bedding, a vertebral love nest where the nice and the naughty comical comfortably. Uh, if when cancer is to venture forth from his mushy domestic nexus in a quest to fulfill unrealized carnal desires, it tends to occur at or about midlife when most crab men have reared their families. Remember, he generally gets an early start. Sometimes it will manifest in a rather hands-off manner with furtive visits to peep shows or even video booths. Indeed, he may try to satisfy his wanton appetites with a minimum of human contact, his ideas of cheating, entailing no more than paying for a lap dance. Of course, he'll choose the inevitable performer in the pigtails and baby doll dress, like his so-called opposite sign of Capricorn. Not really opposites at all. The crab has a very questionable attraction to nubiles. At least in the player's case, he will doubtless have the moral wherewithal to keep his peccadillo just that a petty sin decidedly preferring to see a, con- a consenting adult female acting the widow girl part than ever uh, entertaining the unthinkable alternative. He may have quite elaborate scenarios running in that creative mind often involving white cotton panties and a lollipop or some unreasonable face smell. This is kind of gross to me. Um, fantasies of this sort act acted upon or not generally see him fully clothed. Indeed, he may pay a Lolita like to do little more than fish for candy in his pocket. There may be a bit of spanky, spanky, spanky on the total other side of the spectrum. Cancer may play out elaborate humiliation fantasies where some big haired riding crop toting mama grinds her stilettos into some part of him as it as it is splayed spread eagle at her feet. No other man in the Zodiac likes to be called a a lowly worm the way our often Tweety boy next door does. In extreme cases, he may want to be stripped, bound, gagged, and taunted by some fierce mistress, all the while whimpering his way to ecstasy, if not in rare instances, still trying not to wet his diaper. You heard us. We might as well deal with the tingle factor right there. And now, no man is more prone to take the odd golden shower than than he whether it be provided by someone in a schoolgirl costume or full leather regalia. It's probably the most graphic interpretation of his, of his sign's carnal water status. There is, in fact, very little a woman can do to turn the, cancer, turn the cancer off. Every possible working of her beings is up for grabs to be fetishized by the crap. He doesn't objectify women along the more usual lines as a manicured 
lingerie clad centerfold. But as a source of natural awe, he is at once fascinated with the female form as other, and yet he deeply identifies with women emotionally, even spiritually, regardless of his own sexual preferences. Unlike many gay men, the homosexual cancer may find himself physically excited by women as well, and he may even reach for bi-porn over the purely gay variety. Still, he'll mainly watch the guys doing the women, nothing imparts a bigger thrill than a hetero he-man in action. Wishing he was play, player cast in the, in, in the inevitable part of the in the inviolable part of the inevitable third wheel who just happens upon his straight roommate screwing his girlfriend and to the strains of a band synthesizer soundtrack is casually asked to join in. Any lingering doubts that Cancer Man loves women will be otherwise dispelled by his seedy collection of female vocalists, and because he's astrologically geared to be the quintessential male consort to females, it's rarely ever completely out of the question for him to entertain a love relationship, if not a sexual one, with a woman. In his lifetime, at least one of his close friendships with a woman may cross the line, dipping briefly into sexual territory. He prefers the company of young women who share his need to land Mr. Wright, Reed Rich, and nobody has a stronger sixth sense for sussing out where the most successful guppies gather, so he'll put on his crispiest clothes, cancerian meals, regardless of orientation, are ironing freaks, and supply schmooze with such a crowd, knowing his signature in conscience will see him chatted at within minutes. Gay cancer dates a lot, but rarely second dates. That is, until he finds his per- perfect man, the Zach Big Daddy antithesis of his father. Worldly, connected, cultured, and hopefully brimming with cash. This sounds like, to me, he would do very well with maybe a, like, a gay um, Capricorn. Because, you know, like, Cancer is the mother of the Zodiac, and Capricorn is the daddy of the Zodiac. And I'll go ahead and read gay turn-ons, too. So it says, daddies, bears, uh, hairy bodies, nipple play, piercing clamps, bottoming, swallowing, rimming, showers, bathing, by porn, passive BD, humiliation, torture, slaving, gags, blindfolds, collars, cross-dressing, kink, raunch, ew, light scat, gross, uh, fraudage, glory holes, tear rooms, truckers, bikers, skinheads, whips, chains, Slings, rubber, latex, water, sports, passive, light, S&M, felching, rape fantasies. Ugh, um, I feel like I've mentioned this before. Maybe it was on the old cancer thing, but if you don't know what scat is, scat is when you enjoy shitting on someone when you're having sex. So, you know, like smearing, ugh, like shit, just taking a dump on like someone's chest or their stomach or, you know, and smearing it all over the place. It's fucking gross. Anyway. I mean, if you're into that shit, that's your business, but definitely not happening with this one. (laughs) He requires all that richest signal, uh, comfort, security, and the means by which he'll be able to concentrate solely on his creative or intellectual pursuits without having to concern himself with a temp job, while straight cancer will make up for his orphan feelings in the nurturing, rearing of his children. Gay cancer often calls for a do-over. Oh, sorry. Oh my god. <sighs> it's so early in the morning. Anyways, um now I forgot where I was at. 
Okay, it says, cancer will make up for his orphan feelings in the nurturing rearing of his children. Gay cancer often calls for a do-over of his childhood, laminating, having, missing out on the princely organs, what he feels befit him. He'll seek to secure a relationship with blatantly well-heeled fellow, wanting to be the internal son lover to his mate. He may even hunt for a husband in venues that attract a mature clientele, rarely wasting his time clubbing with guys his own age and like his straight counterpart the gay cancer won't as readily concern himself with earning a hefty income but will instead play the more wifely role of domestic engineering engineer allowing himself plenty of free time to focus on those burning dreams he wants what he never had a childlike existence in a stimulating urban and sophisticated setting in which uh, current events are discussed over breakfast Holidays are planned and real estate investments are debated. All is an antidote to what he typically considers the numbing status quo, atmosphere of his own upbringing. He'll usually insist on having his own room separate from the one he shares with a lover, a place where he can spread out and surround himself with images and fixtures that reflect his true self, especially since he was probably camped into a corner at home having to constantly share with siblings. This is perhaps how the age of 21 manifests in the gay cancerian psyche. His home smacks of someone having just moved into his own apartment just short of hanging a wooden initial on the wall like that spunky Mary Richards on the Mary Tyler Moore show. And the Mary comparisons don't end there. Though gay cancer guy is what's commonly deemed straight, looking straight acting. One only needs to scratch the surface for his personality to awaken the diva-like mother principle Within, male cancer, despite the sexual orientation, has what might be called a female soul. He's protective and nurturing and can be rather persnickety and even school marmish in demeanor. In some cases, he maintains a careful protective spirit of a prudish doanger. There's no getting around it. Of all the gay men in the Zodiac, cancer can be the biggest to see. So as if being son and lover to a mate isn't enough, he will also play the role of wife and mother. He is decidedly attracted to straight, ultra-masculine guys, often making love bonds with men who have heretofore been uh, heterosexual and often married. Cancer sees himself as a trophy boy. The better-looking, more pleasingly put together, or generally youthfully spirited one of the two, and this dynamic will spill over into the bedroom as well, where the Cancer needn't work so hard. His lover should be the more passionate and ardent one as cancer kicks back and simply goes along for the ride. He loves being the object of a partner's doting adoration, but soon he'll want more than fatherly sugar from his daddy. The wounded warrior, the castrated fertility figure, the milksop in pinstripers, the crab is the embodiment of irony. His straight-laced looks are often deceiving, as of all gay males in the Zodiac. Cancer has the most puritant desires, secretly longing to be the bottom feeder, on the sexual food chains as befits his more crusty crustacean status. Hands down, the gay moon child is the biggest cock pig in the Zodiac, wanting to be of the blatant service to as rough and rugged a man as he as he might find. Of course, the tan and tweety man he typically mates with mightn't realize his cancer's dirty little secret, nor will the crab always reveal it. He is, on all accounts, programmed for receptivity, passive to the point of no return but often for fear of rocking the foundation of his desired cushy domestic situation, Cancer might look elsewhere to fulfill his longings. In truth, it would shock most 
design who knew him in the light of day to discover what this man's uh what this man sets up to in the dark if not in back rooms of gay bars as unsqueamish as straight cancer is the gay crab can be that much more into scat Ugh. he generally draws the line at pain however in many ways shape or form and despite the danker Depths of his sexual desire, gay cancer is still a sucker for tender romance seemingly so utterly content, content to indulge in the scented candle champagne and Calgon bubble bath scene. Like Jim and I, he can be fetish, fetishistic about foreplay, but with a decided twist. Rather than such stimulation being designed to make the inevitable climax, climax more dramatic, cancer enjoys the frustration it, it, it affords isolating it for his own ironic pleasure as it is he isn't in those back rooms for his own objective release but rather is deriving excitement from servicing others who let loose on if not in him oh sorry um indeed when it comes to which sexual page this boy is on he is very decidedly a recto rather than a verso Reciprocation is often adamantly not what he's after. He might prefer to get off or not, as the case may be, simply by being kissed for hours, elevating the act to an end in itself. Cancer Man is probably the only individual to whom dry humping appeals as a cost celebrate frottage of the aptly collegiate termed Princeton Rum is likewise a favorite sexual proclivity, especially when it results in him bearing the climactic brunt. Like straight cancer, the gay cancer enjoys being sprayed one way or another. And yet, through all his sexual mish- mishgosh, he is the most romantic of gay, man- gay men. His more dank desires and sappier ver- visions are rarely mut- mutually exclusive, both stemming from the watery realm of his son astrological rule. His model, I feel, points to sex like everything having to play on the full range of his emotions. From humiliation to euphoria that are often bundled into one paradoxical package. Okay, that's it, guys. That's it for the Cancer Men. Um, I'll go ahead and jump into the couplings. And, um, of course, we'll start with straight. What do I think about this chapter? Not bad. But I think you guys will be really excited for the Cancer Woman. Um, that one was very interesting to me. Um, but, yeah. Um, very interesting to see how they like to be dominated. Um, and it just makes a lot of sense with some of the cancer men, like I said, on the show, when it came to Stassi and Jax, it made sense. He loved how bossy she was. I thought he hated it because, you know, they're so sensitive, but no, it's, you know, he, he just likes to be told what to do. And he admits that, um, in one of the seasons, but yeah, so let's go ahead and jump into, jump, I can jump into coupling. So this is the straight. Cancer man, Aries woman. The attraction is subtle, less physically felt, rather more subconscious. Their pairings is antidotal, an emotional cure for past pain. He provides the support she's thought sex exercises ex-lovers. Cancer man, Taurus woman. um, She's his fantasy in the flesh, all soft skin wrapped in a fuzzy pastel sweater. She knows his placid nature is opposed and that extraordinary experience is a weight. In bed is titillation and tenderness in equal measure. Gemini woman, typically passive, he pursues his 
her anyway. Gemini's impish appeal makes him behave surprisingly, even shockingly. The crab appears the ultimate catch, charismatic, clever, in bed, it's a mixed bag, a mess if she's moody. Cancer woman, two moon rule souls share a rare and rarefied emotional and sexual connection. They seem to live on their love alone. At home, everything looks a wreck, but chaos and comforting. Bed is a safety zone where anything goes. Leo woman, he's clever and commanding. She's confidently holding, holds court. They're meticulous about career matters, self-conscious or self-concerns are joy- joyfully sacrificed for the common good. Sexually, Leo tries tenderness. Cancer takes it up a notch. Virgo woman, they become fast friends. Together, they manage stress. Life has a flow. She's happy to stay at home. Cancer softens into professional success as they crave each other completely. Too much sex is never enough. Libra woman, he's that rare, regular guy. She seems at first too perfunctory, a personage. Relating requires tolerance. At best, they're harmonious and hilarious. Sex eases tensions. Cancer is passive, so Libra has the power. Um, Scorpio woman, cancer requires mothering. Scorpio is, is a cunning caretaker. Together they cultivate a snug coexistence. Prosperity and progeny are anticipated. In bed, it's all out eroticism, but, but mum's the word. Um, Sagittarius woman, she's unpredictable, something he's unequipped to handle. Sexually, she falls into a category, fantasy flame. They share a soulful ideology. She uses sex to fasten his affections. In bed, he'll feel like James Bond. Capricorn woman, he's the eagle scout of her dreams. She's the perfect postmodern beauty. These astral opposites are often ideal counterparts. Easily finding a comfortable, conductive, middle way, sex is a slow process of chipping away at constraints. Aquarius woman, she's his wake-up call. He's less an epiphany, more of a reality check. A sign it's time to get serious. Their ideological... Society of two, living an inspired life. Sex is transformative, a step up for him, an enhancement of her. Um, Pisces woman, two sensitive souls with acutely creative spirits. With him, she delves into vocation, inching closer to goals. He breaks through lingering emotional limitations. Bed is their messy center of activity. So this is the gay couplings. Cancer man, Aries man. Cancer is the Rams, Mr. Right. Aries is altered by the crab's humor and sensitivity. They have a need to succeed, mutual support in this mantra, a dynamic bond, but there is bound to be tension. Sexually, it's a mixed bag. Taurus man, a conservative and quiet, quiet couple, homebodies who enjoy a rich quality of life. There is nothing to prove. Taurus is his most placid self. Cancer takes the lead. Hidden deliances may mean hearts get broken. Cancer has a rare insight into the germanian character he's not put off by a slick veneer together they find an emotional center over time mutual caretaking becomes their raison d'etre sex uh is dramatic and passionate cancer man a clinging clawing bond a similarly wry sense of humor sustains them through inevitably relationship uh, travails highs and lows are endemic to the crab chap sex is conventional but there is no criticism Leo man. Leo is as suspicious of Cancer's sneaky ways. Over time, often on the slide, these character, charismatic characters become companions enchanted by each other. They're, they're a popular pair in bed. It's a loving, affirming affair. Virgo man. Workaholics who tend to social climb in tandem, a sharp wit and sarcasm surface. It's a con- 
contest of who can be more clever. Professionally, the participation is gold in bed. They handle each other with care. Libra man, cancer is close to left of center Libra. The skills guy is famous for making exceptions, especially if sex is, is in the offing. Uh, cancer acclimates to a spot scandal in his otherwise spotless existence. Scorpio man, they're masked and cool in public, but not so behind closed doors. Their object to live and love ecstatically is sustained state of rapture. A completely compatible couple who merge mentally as much as they do sexually. Sagittarius man, cancer is a tough nut to crack. He's especially guarded with straight shooting sag. Soon it's clear that quality of life concerns correspond to Archer's extensive sexual past. Shouldn't prohibit partnership. Cancer is hiding quite a history himself. Capricorn man, these astral opposites face many, many challenges. There's trouble lurking behind the straight surface they present. In the end, Cap is labeled the villain, but from the first, sex is so fine as to become a fetish. Aquarius man, Cancer, directs Aquarius down a more traditional life path. To the moon man, success is measured by the money one makes. Resentment, resound of creativity is sacrificed to status. Sexually, tables turn. Aquarius is the authority. Pisces man, together they probe remote corners of experience. Spiritual exploration is a possibility. Soul searching enhances their chances of relationship success. They both crave romance and often find it with each other. So that's it, guys. That's it for this chapter. So this is, we're coming, like I said, this is the last chapter of this book for the sex wise that we are going to be at. Um, the next episode, of course, will be The Cancer Woman. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And please, please, please uh, subscribe if you like to um, and leave a comment. I would like to know what you guys think what you don't like, what you like, but please be nice. Do not be brutal, please. I am a sensitive soul. I love hearing constructive criticism, but I don't want like just complete bullying and just obliteration of my character. But thank you for putting out with me. I really, I really appreciate you guys. And I am working on what I'm going to be using next for the show. So uh, please take care. Have a great day. Get out there, live your life, live your truth. Be consistent, you know, pursue what you are passionate about. Love you guys so much. Goodbye.